Welcome to It's Just Wallpaper, a podcast dedicated to providing solutions for seniors and families dealing with life-changing health and living conditions. Your host, Tom Deutsch, is a graduate of Columbia University School of Public Health and Administrative Medicine. Tom brings 43 years of executive experience working for the care and well-being of senior citizens. With credentials and licenses as a nursing home administrator, life insurance agent with a long-term care endorsement, professional guardian, and court-appointed guardian ad litem in over 1,500 cases, Tom brings a lifetime of knowledge to help you and your family make the best decisions you can. And now, from our studio in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, here is Tom Deutsch. Over the course of my career, working in all venues of long-term care, time after time, I witnessed important decisions being made based upon impulse and non-essential factors. Welcome to It's Just Wallpaper, where my guests and I aim to provide our listeners with thoughtful information and resources to enable them to make the best decisions the first time. In our previous podcast, we covered quite thoroughly Medicare Parts A, B, C, and D. Now, joining us again uh, from her offices in uh, Waukegan, Illinois, is Carrie Espinoza, known in the industry as Medicare. If you listen to the first podcast uh, that uh, she was on with us, I think you would uh, feel that uh, she well deserves the moniker of Medicare because she is so terribly knowledgeable and straightforward and really sincere uh, and wants the consumer to really know what's going on. We spend a considerable amount of time uh, talking about uh, Medicare uh, Advantage plans and underscoring the need for consumers to take the time to really digest uh, the material that the insurance company sends them rather than put it in the circular file. So, Carrie, is that not important? Absolutely. The worst mistake a consumer can make is thinking that they know what they're getting, only to find out at the time of care that they didn't get at all what they thought they were purchasing. I, for example, uh, you know, have in my practice, uh, when I was a guardian at Lightham, uh, working uh, in hospitals, nursing homes, and uh, such, uh really became aware of the case manager. Now, I'm not saying that, that the case manager doesn't uh, serve an incredibly useful purpose to make sure that uh, money spent is in the best interest of the, uh, of the patient or the enrollee. But on the other hand, it is somebody who is also part of the decision-making tree. Is that not correct? That, that is very much so. And case managers can appear in different ways, right? Case managers can be part of an insurance company. For example, a Medicare Advantage plan may assign a case manager to help a patient navigate their health care. A case manager can also work for a hospital system and can also help the patient navigate their health care. And there's this whole new industry, too. Um, and I know you already know this, but there's these private pay patient advocates who are completely independent of the hospital, the insurance company. They work for the patient and they help them navigate their care and kind of overlook the, uh, you know, the care components, the care aspects. 
to make sure that the proper diagnosis is being made and the care is being managed effectively within the system. And we are going to have a well-known patient advocate uh, uh, with us um, in later programming. So let us turn our attention to Medicare supplements. And I want to go back again and uh, underscore that people often confuse Medicare A, not so much, but B with the supplement. Is that not correct, Carrie? People are very confused about the whole Medicare insurance landscape. It feels like a big bowl of alphabet soup, as you indicated in your prior podcast. But what I find oftentimes, Tom, is people don't understand if they have employer coverage, if it's a supplement or secondary, or if they have a true Medicare supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan. To them, it's all the same. But behind the scenes, making the right decision the first time can make all the difference in their success in accessing health care and their satisfaction with accessing health care. Okay, well, let's turn our attention to... uh what you call layer two of the alphabet soup. Can you talk a little bit about supplement plans? I'd love to. First, know that Medicare supplements are regulated by the State Department of Insurance and not CMS or Medicare. While there's some federal oversight, the state is really what's regulating them. And when people think of the ABC and Ds of Medicare, Um, because it's not regulated through Medicare, it's not one of those letters. However, the irony is some of the supplement letters can be A, B, C, or D. You know, and I say this because it's, it's important to know that when consumers are looking at their supplement options, there are a lot of plan options. All but three states standardize coverage based on a letter. There are supplement plans with letters A through N in most states. However, Massachusetts, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, I'm licensed in Wisconsin, so I get to live this with my clients. In those states, the Medigap policies are standardized in a different way. And Medicare supplement plans, just to break through some additional clutter, are also called Medigap plans. So those terms can be used interchangeably. They're called Medigap because they fill the gaps with original Medicare. In our prior conversation, On the prior podcast, we talked about Medicare, the Medicare A and B card, that red, white, and blue card. And I tell my clients to look at that like a piece of Swiss cheese. Medigap plans fill the holes in the cheese. They work with original Medicare. These plans don't have the extra benefits of Medicare Advantage plans. So a consumer won't have dental, vision, hearing, or any of those extras. But Medicare supplement plans do allow for the greatest freedom when someone needs to choose providers and access care. Medicare supplement plans also allow you to see any doctor or hospital that accepts Medicare. So there's not a network of providers that you have to stay within. And because they fill the gaps with original Medicare, if Medicare covers something, the supplement will as well. Let let me stop you here for a second before we get to uh, the cost of the premium. Uh, what happens if you uh, have original Medicare A and B, and then you, it's up to you to carry a supplement? Is that not correct? It is, Tom, and it's optional. So I believe it or not, I've run into people who, thankfully, many of them are now clients who enrolled in their original Medicare, their A and B, 
And they said, oh, I don't need any additional coverage because they thought Medicare was going to cover everything. And what consumers don't realize is that Medicare A and B have deductibles, co-payments, and co-insurance. And the out-of-pocket costs are pretty significant or can be. So let me uh, jump in again. The consumer, uh, and I, I am covered under original Medicare, and I get periodic letters from CMS that basically tell me what they have paid for care and then what has been assigned over to the supplement. Is that not correct? You're right. And I, um, I was raised by my grandparents, Tom. I don't know if I'd ever shared that with you previously, but I have the privilege of helping my grandmother personally navigate the medical claim side. And what I do for her is uh, when we see a doctor, you know, we keep a, a log of who she's seeing, what she's seeing them for, et cetera. But then when the claims come in, I take the Medicare claim and then the supplement claim, and I match them up to make sure that the claim was paid in the way it was supposed to be, because it can be something as basic as a miscoding or an unintentional error on the provider's end that can result in uh my grandma or you or anybody else receiving a bill that they really shouldn't pay, but you just do because it's easier than fighting over it. So the consumer can see when they get the CMS statement that Medicare is going to discount what the physician or the hospital is billed and they will pay what's called allowable cost. Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then let's take it to the next step where the uh, enrollee has Medicare A, has Medicare B, but then doesn't have a supplement. So the supplement is my understanding will also discount what they will pay out for services. But if you don't have a supplement, then the patient may be on, on the hook for what's the remaining cost of care is. If I got that right. Well, I don't believe a supplement plan actually discounts anything further because it's filling the holes with original Medicare, the gaps in original Medicare. But you're you're spot on to say that, you know, Medicare doesn't cover everything and having additional coverage is in someone's best interest. And just for a minute, I want to talk about original Medicare, Medicare Part A. That has a deductible of $1,408 per benefit period. So if somebody doesn't have additional coverage, like a supplement or even a Medicare Advantage plan, they're going to be out of pocket the day that they're admitted as an inpatient. They'll be responsible for that benefit period deductible. Okay. So I know we're throwing a lot of numbers at our listeners. I think the takeaway is that you, if you have original Medicare A and you have original Medicare B, it would be best to have a supplement. So let's talk about um, monthly premiums and you talk about that uh, uh, coverages or the plans are all over the block. Can you talk a little bit about that and what the consumer can expect to pay? Absolutely. So this is where we really get into that layer two of the alphabet soup, right? Because there's supplement plans ranging from letter A to letter N Um, in the Plans are standardized according to their letters. So I'm going to talk for just a minute about Medicare Supplement Plan F because that was the most popular plan prior to this year. 
the Medicare Supplement Plan Act filled all the gaps with original Medicare. Uh, there's the legislation called MACRA, which went into effect uh, January 1st of this year that prevents Medicare Supplement Plans from covering the Medicare Part C deductible. So next best plan for consumers to buy, and when I say best, I mean comprehensive, is the Medicare Supplement Plan G. And that covers all of the gaps with original Medicare except for the Medicare Part B deductible. There's Supplement Plan N, which is also advantageous for many consumers where there's a copay for services. There's um, Medicare Supplement Plan K, where you might have higher out-of-pocket costs but lower premiums. There's a whole lot of options. What consumers need to know is if they decide they want a Medicare Supplement Plan G, it's like going to the store to buy a can of Campbell's tomato soup. There's all different stores that you can go to to get a can of soup. You can go to Walmart. You can go to Costco. You can go to Whole Foods. Tech, you can even go to the gas station, Tom. And no matter where you shop, it's the same can of soup. But behind the scenes, what I'm looking at a Medicare supplement plan for one of my clients, we're not just looking at the monthly premium cost. We're looking at market analytics, like, how much market share does the insurance company have? What's their claims experience? What are their loss ratios? How does their rate trend over time? Uh, how much is the monthly premium absolutely factors in, but it's not the only factor that we look at. And keep in mind that when you're budgeting or someone's budgeting to look at adding a Medicare supplement plan to their original Medicare, they want to also consider that they're paying that Medicare Part B premium as well as the supplemental cost. So whether they choose a Medicare Advantage or Medicare Supplement, they pay that Medicare Part B premium, but sometimes people forget to factor that in and then they're offset by the cost. They're not pleased with how much it is. You know, you have presented so much information. Uh, I am sure the uh, our listener listening to this program is their head is probably spinning as my has spun from time to time during our uh, time together. Uh, what would be your advice to the consumer who's uh, in the marketplace? Should they be listening to the ads on TV? Uh, should they be calling insurance companies? Should they be going through independent agents? Uh, what's their best bet? Well, what I would say is definitely take advantage of the information that's available through Medicare, through CMS. There's a Medicare and you guys that's put out every year. Take a look at that and get a feel for what the options are, but don't go it alone. Um, if you call an insurance company and enroll directly with them, know that they're actually outsourcing their call center to a third party. So you're not even calling the actual insurance company most times. You're calling somebody that they've contracted with to answer their phone. My best advice is work with uh, an agent or an advisor that you know, somebody you know knows, ask them some questions, get an understanding of their level of ability and their experience doing this. Um, there's sometimes people who just help uh, with Medicare products because they're financial planners or they sell auto and home insurance. I think it's in a consumer's best interest to make an informed decision and to work with the highest level of experts that they can and find someone who speaks to your heart and speaks to your your needs. 
So a lot of consumers today um, use the um, internet. Uh, if you were searching for somebody in your area that uh, was an expert in Medicare, what would you might include in the search? Well, if you're going to Google something or look online, I would look for Medicare supplement agent or advisor near me. Um, but I would also be very careful because you pr- you probably experienced this yourself, Tom. I'll Google something and I'll immediately get a bunch of pop-up like ads are the first search results that appear. So you want to scroll down beyond that and look there. I'm also part of a professional association. My association is called the National Association of Health Underwriters. It's nehu.org. And you can go there and use the search for an agent tool. You can search within your zip code. And you'll be able to see a little bit about what that agent represents. Do they sell group health insurance? Do they sell individual health insurance? Do they have any certifications? I think a consumer getting to know a little bit about somebody before the first meeting is really valuable. So don't be afraid to call. Call a couple agents, ask them some questions, and figure out who's going to be the best fit for your needs. And uh, what we're doing is we're starting these podcasts off uh, relatively quickly uh, uh, prior to October 1 uh, because I consider, and I know Carrie also feels, that uh, this information is very germane and very, very important uh, uh, to our seniors. And the purpose of this program is to help folks and their families uh, make proper decisions and good decisions so there are no surprises. So, Carrie, do you have any closing comments? The only point I would close with, Tom, is that when somebody is looking at a Medicare supplement plan, just know that you're going to pay a monthly premium. The more coverage you want, the more you're going to pay. And it's important to know that the out-of-pocket costs are generally low and very predictable, which is different than with a Medicare Advantage plan. The other point I'd just like to make is that if you're buying a Medicare supplement plan, consider whether or not you need to purchase or want to purchase a standalone Medicare drug plan. And know that if you don't purchase one when you're first eligible, you can pay a penalty later. Everyone's got different needs. Everyone's got a different budget. But know that you don't have to go this alone. And there's people out there like me who would love to help you. Well, Carrie, I want to thank you for providing some incredibly useful um, information. And we will be posting uh, Carrie's contact information and other information she's provided uh, on our webpage. Thank you again. Thank you, Tom. Thank you for tuning in to It's Just Wallpaper. Please share this episode with your friends and help us reach more seniors needing help with health-critical decisions. Visit itsjustwallpaper.com to catch up on past episodes or find us on Facebook at It's Just Wallpaper to ask a question.